Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. Praise Jesus. Well, it is a wonderful spring, almost spring, Sunday morning. And uh, I am so glad that you're here today. I am so blessed to have this opportunity again to be with you. And uh, uh, you're my favorite people. And uh, praise God. And so I want to take just a moment and welcome those who are joining us online. And uh, we appreciate so much that you are, are, are joining us via internet today. Praise God, wherever you may be in the world. And uh, you know, we just want to welcome, let's just all give everyone in this room, just give a hand to those that are joining us online, some uh, uh, approximately 50,000 of you somewhere around about 100 countries, and uh, we are so grateful that God has uh, allowed us to do this and allowed us to have this opportunity, and we, uh, we are so blessed to sow the Word of God. And uh, it's good to be home, good to be back with you here at our home church, and uh, praise God, just spent uh, the last two and a half weeks in the Philippines, and uh, with a great time of ministry there, I'll be sharing a little bit about that here in just a moment, but uh, I've got a, a message for you, we're going to try to, to fit in a report and the message, praise God. And, and I think we can do it. Think we can do it, BC? I think so. But uh, uh, our, our kids are in here because uh, uh, they came to hear what BC has to say. And uh, he was with me for the last two and a half weeks in the Philippines. And, and uh, so he's, he's going to come and... and uh, share a, a, a brief report with you, and then uh, I'll share a little bit of mine, and then we'll get to the message. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to try to find one of these uh, so I don't have to yell for those in the back to hear me. For those of you who may not know me, uh, my name is B.C., uh, if you don't know me and you've been here, then something's wrong because I am the coolest person uh, that comes to Word of Life Church, just so you know. Uh, and so it would be wise of you to get to know me, then you would get some of the coolness uh, from me to you. So uh, that's what happened in the Philippines was, you know, I got to go there and now all my coolness is there in some sense. Uh, but... I have been with Word of Life Church here for 20 years. Uh, my wife and I have been doing children's ministry here for 15 of those 20 years. Um, and so uh, that's a little bit about myself, but I'm going to get to my trip because pastor said brief because he gave me 10 minutes. Um, and then when I complained, he said, okay, maybe 12 minutes. I'm going to try to keep it less than that um, so that way pastor has enough time. So we got to go to the Philippines. This is my second year in a row that I um, have been blessed with the ability to go uh, to the Philippines. Uh, this trip was a lot different than last year's trip because last year's trip we were able to come back that I got to be able to tell you, um, you know, we had, I don't know, 400 people except Jesus last year. 
This year, I believe some people did, but we didn't get to see it like we did last year uh, because of the difference of what we got to do. But we got to go to uh, Mindanao Island to a church there called Rama Life Church. Um, we lived in the jungle for approximately four days. I did not shower for those approximate four days. Um, pastor got to share a room with me after that. And um, I know he was blessed because of that. Um, I did use wet wipes and showered myself that way. I could have done the good old-fashioned dip shower, but my mind would not allow me to do that, and I won't share why. Um, but I could have. And I was glad to get to experience that part of it because we got to see how the majority of those folks really get to live. Uh, we were completely disconnected. We didn't have internet, no Wi-Fi. Um, I didn't have the ability to contact the wife and the kids and say, hi, I miss you. Um, so I got a little homesick faster this year than I did a little last year um, because we were completely disconnected. Um, I know I made pastor happy because I was supposed to minister a little bit there at that place, but when we got there and seen what was going on, I felt it was better that Pastor got to share with, with what he had. I felt it would have done better um, with what was there. And so he kind of agreed. So he got to talk for like 16 hours in two days. Um, and, you know, he was in heaven getting to do that because, uh, you know, for most of you who know Pastor, he likes to talk. He likes to share God's word, and that's what he got to do. Um, and I think it was a really good time. He got to bless about 50 pastors that went there. Um, which was a blessing in itself because those guys have to travel, and their travel is not like our travel. Uh, they ride in these little jeepneys, or um, some of them have their tricycles, and they came from a couple of hours. And then we went, and we got to go back to the Philippines, to the Manila area, um, a couple of churches there. I got to minister in one of those churches, which was a good time. Uh, I think it was San Juan, right? There's a San Juan and a San Pablo that always gets confused in my mind. I got to come back with a scar this time um, because there was a fence, and I didn't see it. And uh, I was ducking to come under. I did see it, but I didn't duck long enough, and I came up and stuff in the head. And, um, you know, now I have a little bump on my head. So it's something that I'll never, ever forget um, because of that. But we got to eat crispy pata. For those of you who don't know what a pata is, Pastor will tell you more about it later because that was his favorite food uh, that we got. Pata is feet of a pig, um, and they fry it, and it tastes like ham, but it doesn't taste like ham. Uh, the skin is like super crispy. You could almost liken it to bacon without the bacon flavor, just the crispy part. Um, the first time we had it, we were at a restaurant in the mall called Kuya J's, and we went after our Sunday service. Pastor wasn't with us at this time, um, and they bring out this big old hawk of a leg, and they got these big old scissors that are like shears, and they're cutting it for you, uh, and you can see the toes, and you can see all the bones and all that good stuff. So after we ate it, uh... We were with Pastor Ray and Pastor Nelly, and I was kind of making jokes about it because that's what we ate. And I think that they thought that I liked it so much that we ate it for the next two days. Uh, so we started looking for restaurants, and it, Crispy Pata had to be on the menu. Um, and so it was, it was a good time, uh, a good time. I, I would encourage you if, you know, you have an inkling to go see different things or eat different foods or anything like that, I would encourage you to go on this trip because you will definitely come back from something like that uh, with a different appreciation of what we have here because they live completely different. Um, the love of God is still there, um, but the way that they live is just a little bit different. Um, and so I had a hard time coming up with everything that I wanted to share to, to keep it under 10 minutes and, um, you know, if you like to fly for 16 hours, go on that trip. If you like to be cooped up in an airplane for 16 hours, it was good. 
Pastor slept. I have a picture if you would like to see that. I'll show you how Pastor travels. He doesn't even know I took this picture, so it's going to be a surprise um, if you ever wanted to see Pastor drool. No, I'm just kidding. He, was, he wasn't drooling, but uh, he does not know I took the picture. I also have a video of Pastor Daniel, which you may have seen, eating a salted fish head. Um, and it's like pouring salt in your mouth. And it's very good, though. Uh, they eat it for breakfast um, with rice. We ate rice every meal. Have you eaten rice since you came back? I, I have, yeah, um, with breakfast, sausage and rice. Um, trying to think of anything else. The relationships. One thing that I did think was cool was that at the first church that we went to, I heard one of the guys telling Pastor that he came because he knew Pastor Daniel was going to be there. Um, and so he, he had, you know, Pastor Daniel's been there like 17 trips, right? This was like his 17th trip. So he's had 17 years to build relationships um, that are 7,000 miles away in different islands, in different lifestyles. And so one of the guys was actually there because he had heard Pastor Daniel. That's their accent. That's what they call him, Pastor Daniel. Uh, he heard that he was going to be there teaching, and so he went because of that. And I thought that was cool because um, sometimes we meet people and we forget, but when you go places and you leave an impact or an impression on people, um, that's what it's about. And uh, I hope that people won't forget me because, you know, I like to be silly and crazy, except it's different over there. Um, they want me to teach, you know, they, I want to do a VBS over there next year if when we get to go. I know Pastor Daniel's going to look at changing some things about the trip, but again, I encourage you if you would like to go, to go. Don't let the fear of crazy food, you know, keep you from not going because I can tell you that's not all we eat. We don't just eat crazy food because the food there is very good. Uh, within a couple months, you'll actually start craving some of the food that you do get to eat. Hollow, hollow. Susan's favorite thing to eat from there was hollow hollow. Um, yes. It is very, it's like ice cream that doesn't melt. Um, and it has beans in it. That's what Susan says. Susan said it has beans, soybeans or something. Uh, but it is very good. Experience life. That's what you get to do. And then you get to leave your, uh, a little bit of your legacy there. And they, they will treat you like you're a rock star. That's one of the things I had a hard time with or have a hard time with is because they treat you like you're a rock star, man. And I don't like to be made a big deal of, and they do make a big deal of you over there uh, because they like you. And I don't know why, but they do. I know why they like me. I don't know why they would like y'all because um, you're just not as cool as me. But, you know, you have one year from today to start praying uh, about going so I really think that you should do that um, you may only go once or you may go twice but it's good that you should go at least once um, you should probably go on one of the littler, littler ones with pastor first or pastor Jason like to Dallas so you could get a little experience in that one first but it is good that you go one thing that is fixing to happen there is uh, James Ornelas and Hannah and Albert are going to go over there to do a youth camp in April, April something to something. Um, and it is like 20 bucks to sponsor one of the youth from the Philippines um, to get to attend this youth camp for a week that will pay for their time to get to hear the word of God. I would encourage you um, to do that if you can. I know that there's a way they might already talk about it or they will talk about it, but they will tell you how to give towards that, um, and it is a very good thing. I also got to buy these bright yellow shoes. Um, I don't know if you can see those. Probably none of y'all would wear shoes. I bought them because they have these two X's on there. Uh, they came from the Mall of Asia, and I am the only one in Carlsbad that has these shoes, um, and that's another reason why I'm cooler than all of you. I got two pairs of shoes for less than 40 bucks because they were half off. One for work and one for play. These match almost everything I wear somehow. Um, and so I did get to come home with these. That's 
pretty much all I have. So pastor's like, finally. Bought those shoes to put his crispy papas in. After four days in that shower, we're going to dismiss our uh, bridge class and our our uh, uh, elementary kids back to their class, and we're going to share some things today that uh, uh, I'll briefly give you my report and and what we did. In, in the Philippines and why it was uh, typically our trip begins on a Thursday and uh, this time it began on a Sunday so therefore uh, I was only gone a couple of days longer than what I normally am but it, it uh, spread out over three Sundays so that's why it seemed longer um, but uh, we were able to go to as BC mentioned, to Mindanao Island, and uh, uh, was able to do a pastors' conference there with 50 pastors, and uh, they were there from various uh, denominational backgrounds, various uh, churches from the area, and uh, uh, their travel to get there. As as BC said, was uh, you know it's. It's not like here where you go and get in your car, and if it's uh, uh, 30 miles, it takes you about 25 minutes, or the way some of you drive about 10 minutes. But uh, anyway, um, it, it takes a little longer to get around, and so uh, a little more difficult travel. But uh, the, the thing that, uh, that was a blessing to me is, you know, one thing I've noticed is over the years and really the last two or three years um, things are are changing and we've all noticed that in, at, at home things are changing in Carlsbad things are changing in our nation things are changing all over the world and the Philippines is no different things are changing there and some of those changes are for the good some of them are not so good um, you know one of the things that I I, I would say maybe not so good is that uh, um, it, it seems to me that uh, they're becoming more Americanized and uh, not in a good way um, in, in the sense that uh, um, one of the reasons that we did not do um, outreach crusades this time is because things are changing. and. Uh, you know, some of the things that have worked well in the past don't necessarily work the way they used to work. And so what we're having to do, and I've been talking a lot about this, I, 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 never, I didn't think that I would see this really uh, play out before my very eyes in a, in a foreign nation. Um, but I've been saying for uh, uh, two or three years now that we have the creative nature of God on the inside of us. We were created in his image and likeness, and therefore he put his creative nature on the inside of us. Uh, and and I, I began to see a few years ago that it was necessary that we get creative in how we do things here at home. Uh, but just because culture is changing and uh, society around us changing uh, necessitates that we change some of our methods sometimes. Now, the Word of God does not change. It never changes. Uh, Jesus does not change. But uh, uh, my understanding of the Word of God sometimes changes. And, uh, you know, I've got to grow in my understanding. If I'm not learning, then, uh, uh, you know, uh, that, that's not good. I need to be learning. I need to be growing. You do too. And... Uh, and, and so, uh, but the Word of God, it never changes, but because culture, society changes, therefore it becomes necessary that we change some of our methods sometimes. And this is something that we're looking into in the, uh, and, and I did a lot of things as far as talking to, uh, to people on this trip, spent, uh, spent time talking with those that, that live there. 
and uh, you know finding out okay uh, what's what's changing here how do we need to change what we do in order to accommodate that uh, how do we need to change our, our methods in order to be more effective and, and and continue to reach people one thing I do know for sure is that uh, God wants us to do missions now that 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 will not change as long as there is Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. He wants us to do missions. And so um, in order to do that, in order for us to be effective, we can keep trying to force things to work the way they used to and we'll fail. Or we can adapt because we are creative people because we have a creative nature of a creative God on the inside of us, and therefore he can show us and develop in us new and, and fresh ways to reach people. Praise God. And so that's what we're doing, and that's, that's how we're, we're, we're proceeding. And so this time we did some things differently. We had never been to Mindanao Island before. We had not worked with these people before. And uh, so part of that was a learning experience. One of the things is that uh, most of our work had been done in Luzon Island where the uh, predominant language, the official language of the Philippines is Tagalog. And uh, when you get down to some of the more southern islands, uh, like uh, in May I was on Bahol Island, and then this time on Mindanao Island, their language is Cebuano. And uh, so that was a little bit different. And uh, just the way th that, we, that we did things, the way we conducted things there, we didn't stay in a hotel. We stayed in a, in a room that was built underneath the church building and uh, stayed in, in, in that room. And, and uh, these pastors came in, and they sat there. We started 9 a.m. and went till 9 p.m. Uh, teaching the Word of God. And uh, they were like sponges and just soaking it up. And uh, then they had some question and answer time. And, and uh, you know, some of the, it, that's a very telling time when, when you start listening to the questions that they're asking. It tells whether they're getting what they're teaching or not. And uh, so because of the question and answer sessions, I was able to uh, determine that uh, for the most part, they were getting what I was teaching. Now, they were just like anywhere else, there's always some that want to get off subject and they want to start talking about something that is totally unrelated. And uh, we had, you know, I, I just had to respectfully say, uh, I'm not going there. And, uh, you know, because it can just turn into mass confusion if you do. And so uh, we wanted to avoid that and, and, uh, but to sow into these pastors' lives, and the reason I'm talking about this particularly is this was uh, uh, in, in my uh, mind as I reflected on the trip was probably the most important thing that we did. Um, you know, we didn't have the crusades where we were able to, to reach out to the, to the lost there, yet what we did will translate into souls coming to Jesus and uh, so uh, these pastors most of them have no formal education as far as uh, uh, Bible schooling uh, that sort of thing and so what they would do someone would come into the area and do a seminar kind of like what we did they would come in and do a seminar these guys would go to the seminar uh, two three four days they would receive a certificate for attending the seminar, and that's their credentials as a, as a pastor. And uh, then six months later, somebody else comes through the area doing another seminar and teach them something that totally, totally contradicts what they had been taught in the previous seminar. And uh, they would all go to this seminar, receive their credentials, and, and you know, and, and so it, it results in uh, doctrinal confusion. And uh, 
So a lot of them, you know, they that's because they don't have uh, a consistent input of of teaching and haven't had uh, consistency in what they've been taught. Uh, you know, the scripture talks about being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, and that's that's kind of what uh, uh, what you see there. And so um, they've asked me. You know, next year, let's see if we can maybe do this for a whole week. And uh, so uh, we're considering that for the next trip. And so BC encouraged you to, to, to go with me. Let me just tell you, if you don't want to rough it, you probably shouldn't go. Um, but, uh, uh, but I do encourage you to go. And, uh, you know, go on one of these trips with me. It costs you... I always tell people approximately three thousand dollars to go to uh, on a Philippine trip. Uh, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more, just depending on what we're going to be doing. But uh, um, so just that gives you an idea. If if you want to go, that's about what you need to have um, to to go. And so um, we did that, and then um, we were able to go. I spoke in a a new Word of Life church in Calaucon, and uh, that day as we were walking through the church, we had to walk through a marketplace, and you actually walk, I mean, they've got the little tents set up along the, along the street and selling their, their wares and things there, and we had to walk through the marketplace in order to get to the church, and so uh, as we were approaching, I could hear praise and worship um, rehearsal going on in the church up uh, upstairs above the market there and I just heard the Lord say on the inside of me I want you to address these people that are down here in the market and uh, so as I got up to preach I said I know that some of you outside you can hear what I'm you can hear what's going on in here because I could hear it as I was walking up and so I know that you're hearing me out there so I want you to take just a moment and and as as I uh, so I'm about to share a message with you that will be life-changing if you'll believe it and receive it. And so I have no idea who was out there that heard the message. I have no idea, uh, you know, who received a word that they needed for their life or, or whatever. But, uh, but as I spoke, I continued to refer to the people that were outside. You know, hear, hear what I'm saying here. And uh, so... Uh, I believe that there were people out there that I'll I won't know until I get to heaven who heard and who received and uh, who was ministered to in that way. But we've got to be creative. We've got to look for God's method that works in every given situation because there is not a situation, there is not a there is not a place, there there is not a people that God doesn't know how to reach. And so because of that, what I've got to do is I've got to tap into what he's saying about that and, and, and do what he's saying. And so we're going to continue to, to work in the Philippines. Uh, the pastor that I was with last Sunday is uh, from another island uh, called Romblon, and uh, he, he wants us to come back and go to Romblon Island. Um, pastor Ray uh, mentioned to us about going to Leyte Island. And uh, so, the, you know, I've told you before, there's over 7,000 islands, and so it would take quite some time to get to every island. But uh, uh, being invited to different places. I'll be going back in May. Um, and uh, once again, going to Mindanao to a different area, even uh, on that island. And uh, then back to Bohol Island, where I was at last year in May. And so, um, you know, prayerfully consider being involved. You know, and, and you say, well, I don't know if I can raise $3,000. Well, let me just say this. We believe in planting seed. And so if you want to go, and uh, uh, the first thing you ought to do, if, if you want to eat, let, let's just say if you want to eat, if you're, if you're a farmer and you want to eat, the very first thing you ought to do is plant some seed. Don't, don't try to cook first, you know, plant some seed first. And so uh, if you want to go to the Philippines, if you want to go on any mission trip, 
start by planting some seed towards missions. And when you do that, then the purpose of a seed is to bring a multiplied harvest. And uh, so if you do that, then you expect that God begins to multiply that back. And, uh, you know, I heard Jerry Savelle say one time, you may not have what you need, but you always have a seed. And so start with the seed, and the seed leads to what you need. Praise God. And so do that, and uh, I know that God will make a way. If you want to go, he'll make a way for you to go. Praise God. And so we're going to get into the message this morning, and uh, I am... Uh, I'm short on on time today, so we're going to go through this rather quickly. But we have been uh, spending several weeks now. I started this before before I left. Pastor Jason picked it up and and continued it while I was gone. But we've been doing a series called uh, "This Is Us" and talking about what we as Word of Life Church are all about. And uh, so today I am. Uh, uh, kind of tagging off the end of that with with this and, and you know I remember um, how many of you remember when George W. Bush was running for president and you know okay some of you remember some of you remember that that don't want to acknowledge that you remember uh, you know but uh, I remember when George W. Bush was running for president in, in one of his town hall meetings that he was doing during his campaign, uh, there was a man there that that uh, uh, er, he was telling a story about a man in a in a uh, town hall meeting that uh, he asked him. He said, "Well, you know, uh, could I count on your vote in in this election?" And the man said, "No," and uh, he just you know that kind of shocked him. And he said, well, "You know why?" Um, may I ask you why not? And uh, he said, you never asked me to vote for you. And uh, so then he was saying, uh, he was saying, well, I'm asking you now to vote for me in this election. And so, uh, you know, I, I've remembered that story. And so this morning, we've talked about what Word of Life is all about. So this morning, I'm asking you to get on board with what we are at Word of Life. And, uh, you know, if yeah, maybe you are already on board. If you are, I thank you. Maybe you've already committed to vote for me. But, you know, um, in any case, uh, I'm asking you this morning because it's not fair to assume that somebody's going to support something, that somebody's going to be on, uh, good with something, on board with something. So I'm asking you. Uh, to get on board with what we're doing. In, in Isaiah chapter 43, verse number 19, it said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Uh, so here's what I want you to, to consider, that God is doing some new things and not new to God, not new in the mind of God, but there's a lot of things about God that are new to me, okay? If, if I was to say there's nothing new to me, then that would be equivalent to saying I know everything there is to know about God. And I don't. And so every time I learn something new about Him, and the Bible calls the, the riches, calls it unsearchable riches of Christ. Unsearchable riches of Christ beyond finding out he's not saying that he's keeping secrets from us but my little pea brain mind you know has not been able to wrap itself around all of the riches of Christ and everything that that means to me I am constantly learning and 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 understanding more about the riches of Christ and more about what it means to walk with the Lord and more about what it means to be in Christ and to be righteous and more about the grace of God and more about His mercy and His love and, and, and constantly growing in these things. So when God says He's doing a new thing, no, it's not new to Him, but it is new to me. 
And so God is in this day, he's doing some things that are new to me, some things that, in fact, he spoke to me a couple of years ago, and he said, I'm going to do some things that if I told you, you wouldn't understand because you don't have a point of reference to, uh, to understand it by. And some things that I've never seen before, I've never heard of before, and, and some things that, you know, if, if God were to, to say this, and I, I, I related this on several occasions to the person that is, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this, this little illustration the way I told it in the Philippines because, you know, we're talking about missions today uh, in, in, in a way. So I kind of related this to, um, the, I, I told this story in the Philippines. And said, think of it this way. You've got a family that they live out in the province. And because they live out in the province, they, they are not in the city every day. They don't go to the city every day. Occasionally, they go to the city to get supplies. And so one day, they go to the, you know, the, the father of the family, he hitches up the carabao to the cart. And he goes into the city. And while he's in the city, he sees the very first automobile that he's ever seen. And he sees it going down the street, and he notices, you know, it's got wheels on it like his cart, but he notices there's no carabao. And it seems to be just going down the road under its own power. And so uh, he goes back home, and he tells his his wife and his family, hey, I was in the city today, and you will not believe what I saw. I saw a carabao-less cart. And uh, in other words, there's no carabao pulling this thing. And it's just going down the road under its own power. And, uh, and the wife says, you are crazy. There is no such thing as a carabao-less cart. And so... Uh, you know, he, he's trying to convince her and explain, you know, what he saw, but she doesn't have anything to relate this to. The reason he calls it a carabalist cart is because he does know carts and he does know a carabao, and so he relates it to the only thing he knows. And we do that when, when God is talking about doing a new thing and, and what he was explaining to me is that he was going to do a new thing, and I don't have anything to relate it to. So what we tend to do when God starts talking about what he's wanting to do in the earth is, is we try to relate it to something we've seen before. And the mo we, we think of, uh, of the glory of God being manifested, and we try to relate that in the best way that we can to the last time we saw a, a great manifestation of the glory of God. And so we think it's going to look like that. But in reality, you know, we've, we've never seen a Carabalus cart. We've never seen God do things in the way that he's about ready to do them. And so, um, but when he begins to talk like this, when he begins to show us things like this, we've got to be prepared to uh, accept something that is new to us. Now, understanding it's not new to God, and understanding that we may have never seen it before, it may be entirely brand spanking new to us, but how many know that God has some things that we haven't heard of before? He's got some ideas we haven't heard of before. And so uh, some people... There, there are some people that think that anything that is new can't be of God. You know, well, that, that's not how God does things. No, that's not how you have seen God do things. Doesn't mean that's not how God does things. It means you haven't seen it before. You have nothing to relate that to. You have no... no uh, uh, previous experience with anything like that so but how do you how, how many know that everything that God has ever done at some point was new you know everything that you that you know 
everything you've ever experienced, everything that you've ever uh, uh, encountered with God at some point was new to you. At some point, salvation was new to you. There, there was a point in time when salvation, being born again, was a new concept to you. Because you'd never heard anything like that before. You'd never experienced anything like that. At some point, you know, we are a church that we believe in the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit and the baptism with the Holy Spirit. We believe in speaking with tongues. But some of you have come in here, and the first time that you ever experienced uh, or, or encountered anything about speaking with tongues was when you came here. It was a new concept to you. It was a new idea to you. Some of you are still unsure about that. Some of you have, have already embraced that and received that in, in your life. But at some point, it was a new idea to you. And so that is what God is saying. He said, I'm going to do some new things that are new to you, some things that you haven't seen before, things you haven't experienced before. And so... Uh, you know, we, we have changed the way that we think around here. And, uh, you know, it, it takes time to change the way people think. I started teaching and, and preaching the, the gospel of grace probably eight years ago. And even eight years later, there are some of you that are not getting it yet. Okay? We're going to keep preaching it because you'll get it if you'll continue to come and continue to listen and, and, and receive the word of the Lord. You'll get it. And, and uh, you know, we're not going to be impatient about that. We're not going to be impatient with you, you know. And uh, we're going to let God, by his Holy Spirit, reveal that, that gospel message to you. And cause it to come alive in you. It's okay, it, you know, if, if you haven't got it yet, some of you are getting parts of it. We're all at different stages and different places. And, and, and some of you are getting a hold of some of it. But, and the tendency is you get a hold of something and you try to mix it with something you had before. And uh, it doesn't quite work that way. But God begins to teach you how to fit the pieces together. And, uh, it, you know, and so that's okay. Just, just continue to let God speak to you and teach you. But right now, I'm talking about, you know, we've been talking about who we are and what we are as a church. And so I am asking you to allow God to, to reveal something to you. Do you understand that you can't, uh, even God himself cannot convince you if you refuse to be convinced you know you, you've you've got to allow him to convince you many people are saying to God well that can't be you because you've never done anything like that before so you know but that in in, in reality that is a little bit arrogant to think that that well, God can't come up with something that I've never heard of. God can't do something I've never heard of. That's, that's, uh, that leans a little bit towards arrogance. Okay? And so, um, Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right? That language right there, be transformed, is a change. How many of you know about the transformers? You know, every kid knows about the transformers. You know, the robots that transform into something else and uh, so they all but but you know what transformed means and uh, I guarantee you my six-year-old grandson knows about transformers and so uh, 
you know, we, he says that we are to be transformed. We're to be changed into something different. And how are we to be transformed? By the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. Renewing also is a word that indicates change taking place. So I'm asking you to allow God to reveal something to you. Praise God. Allow God to reveal something to you. Takes you beyond the place where you are right now. Praise God. And then, you know, a, a new way of thinking. A new way of thinking. A new way of understanding things. Praise God. Third thing, a new way of living. He wants to reveal to you a new way of living. Some of you, you've been trying the same thing over and over and over and over and over, and it's not working out very well. Well, you know, if you just keep down that road, it's still not going to work out very well tomorrow. And so some of you need to let God reveal to you a new way of living. Think about the things that you're doing in your life. What's not working out well for you? What's, what's not going well? You know, let God reveal to you a new way of life, a new way of living. We keep repeating the same mistakes over and over, and they're still mistakes. So do something different. Praise God. Do something different. Not just, not just something for the sake of being different. That doesn't work out very well either. But let God reveal to you something different. Let him show you what needs to be changed. Um, and then, you know, be transformed by letting God and his word renew your mind. Praise God. Uh, you see, it matters what you hear. Some people think, well, it doesn't matter what I hear as long as I'm sincere. Well, you can be sincerely wrong. You know, it does matter what you hear. It matters a lot what you hear. And what you're hearing will make a difference in your life. So you need to put yourself in a place where you're hearing the right things. I mean, think about what you're hearing on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, evaluate. Think, you know, am I, the, the things that I'm hearing, are they building me up? Are they drawing me into a place of a, uh, uh, of a better and stronger relationship with the Lord? Are they, are, are they changing my life in, in a good way? Or wrong? evaluate what you're hearing. You know, if you're always hearing something that, you know, I told someone one day, I mean, this, this person had a horrible attitude and uh, was always mad, always mad. And the, but this person was watching things on YouTube all the time. I mean, constantly watching things, and every, the things they were watching were things that made them mad. And so, you know, I said, hey, what you're watching on YouTube constantly is always making you mad. So maybe you ought to change what you're watching. And, but it's the truth. Well, it might be the truth, but if it's making you mad, then do you want to be mad all the time? So, so change what you're watching. I mean, think about what you're watching. Does it put you in a... What, is, what does it do to your mood? What does it do to your, your relationship with other people? When you want to punch somebody else because of something you saw on YouTube, that's, you know, maybe you need to change what you're watching, okay? And so um, let God renew by his word, renew your mind and change your thinking because it does matter what you're hearing. Praise God. You see, you got, you got a couple of gates. You got an ear gate and you have an eye gate that allow information in. And 
when you're receiving information that is affecting you in a negative way, then you need to shut the gate to that uh, avenue of, uh, of information and you need to open a gate to another way of thinking, another uh, avenue of, of obtaining information. Praise God. Um, here's the thing that, that Romans chapter 6, verse number 1 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Notice this. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? And uh, I could read on down through about verse number 14. I'm not going to read all of that. But what he is essentially saying is you died to that old way. You died to that old man. How is it? How can you possibly continue to live according to that old man when you died to him? You, and, and death means separation. So he's saying you have... You have been separated. That old man, he is gone. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. So if you have become new, how can you continue to live according to the old man? How is it even possible? How can you continue to think like the old man that is gone? Because you are a new creation in Christ, and the new creation in Christ ought to be thinking new thoughts that are in keeping with His Word and what He's thinking. Praise God. You have the mind of Christ. Is the mind of Christ thinking about what you've been thinking about? Let me just ask that. I mean, you need to answer that question for yourself. Is the mind of Christ thinking about what you've been thinking about? You know, if not, if you can't imagine Jesus sitting around and thinking about this, maybe you shouldn't be thinking about this either. Maybe you need to let God renew your thinking. How can you continue to think like the old man when you have been separated from the old man? He's gone. Praise God. Galatians chapter 4. Verse number 9 says, But now after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? He's saying that if, if you have now known God and are known by God, he says, how can you again turn to, notice what he calls them, and he's, he's referring to, to the, the, the law mentality. How can you return to that law mentality? And he calls them weak and beggarly elements. Weak and beggarly elements. He says, how can you return to that mindset, that way of thinking? Now, get this. I'm asking you to embrace the abundant life. We've talked about what Word of Life Church is all about. I'm asking you to embrace the abundant life. Jesus said this. He says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and life that you may have it more abundantly. That word abundant is uh, the Greek word perizos, and that word means life that is super abundant in quantity and superior in quality. I'm asking you to embrace a life that is super abundant. I'm, I'm wanting you to start thinking long life, super abundant in quantity. Stop, stop thinking, you know, uh, I'm just here today and gone tomorrow. Start thinking futuristic. See, if all you're thinking about is today, and if I can just make it through today, that's you're limiting this super 
abundant quantity of life, you're limiting that down to the moment. Start thinking futuristic. Start making plans for the future. Some, somebody said it so well this way one time. They said, nobody plans to fail. They fail to plan. So start thinking futuristic. Start thinking beyond just today. You'll never do anything unless you start thinking beyond today. And then he says, uh, life that is superior in quality. So stop planning to just barely get by. Start planning on living a superior quality of life. Now, you know, I'm not, I, I didn't say everybody should think about being a millionaire. That's not what I said. I said you ought to be thinking about a superior quality of life. That, that may involve having more money, but that is certainly not limited to having more money. There are people that have a whole lot of money that live terrible lives. And so that's, that's not all that's involved in that. And so, uh, you know, start thinking about a better life than what you're living now. Praise God. And you're going to have to make some moves in that direction. It, 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 uh, as the old saying, it just won't fall on you like ripe apples off a tree. You know, it will come because you begin to move in that direction. Praise God. I'm asking you to embrace the abundant life. Now, the next thing, the third thing that I'm asking you to do is I'm asking you to be all in. I'm asking you to be all in. You know, um, I, w I was thinking of, uh, of a, um, I heard some teaching many years ago about a divided heart. Uh, a heart that was, you know, divided this way and that way, and and uh, and unsettled on a a particular thing, and unsettled in a particular way of thinking, a particular life. You know, uh, if your if your heart is divided, Scripture says it this way. It talks about the man uh, that he's unstable in all his ways because he is. Um, uh, he, he's tossed to and fro and back and forth. This comes right out of the book of James. And he's talking about that man that is, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm looking for a certain word, and I've got it right on the tip of my tongue, and I can't say it. But anyway, we're talking about a man that, that is, is divided in um, uh, double mind. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Double-minded. We're talking about a double-minded man that he can't be settled on any particular thing. He thinks one way and then another way and then back and forth. He's, he's we would say wishy-washy. And uh, so he's, he's always moving back and forth in, in what he desires. One day he wants one thing, tomorrow he wants something else. And, uh, you know, so we've, we've talked about what we are at Word of Life I'm asking you to be all in. And what that means to be all in is I'm talking about get on this, this uh, train with us, so to speak, and let's all move the same direction. Let, let's all get going the same way and working towards a common goal because when, we're, when we are working towards a common goal, then... We can achieve great things. And there are things that, that if, if we are moving towards a common goal, we can achieve whatever we want to achieve. Praise God. And, but the problem is when we have, you know, six people wanting to go this way and eight people wanting to go that way and three people wanting to go another way, we, we never get anywhere uh, because we're pulling in all different directions. And, and, and this is one thing that we have been focusing on and why we wanted you to know who we are and what we're all about at Word of Life is so that we can all be moving in the same direction. Praise God. And if we will do that and, 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 and work towards achieving the common goal, then 
we will succeed. We will achieve that goal. Praise God. Praise God. We've got to know what the goal is. That's why we went through all of the weeks of talking about who we are and what we're all about, what it is that we are trying to accomplish here. And uh, so three things that I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you, number one, to challenge your thinking. Number two, I'm asking you to embrace the abundant life. And number three, I'm asking you to be all in. Praise God. Now, I want to take just a moment, and, and with those three things in mind, I want to pray, and right where you're sitting, I want you to just have a, a, a little conversation with, with the Lord between you and Him. And, and I want you to, to in, in, in these next few moments, I want you to prayerfully consider, all right, where am I, you know, where, where do I need to change and challenge my thinking? Lord, show me how I need to challenge my thinking. Show me where I need to change the way I'm thinking about things. Then secondly, you know, Lord, what am I doing that, or, or not doing that is embracing or not embracing the abundant life? Show me those things in my life that, you know, what, what am I embracing or not embracing when it comes to the abundant life? And then, Lord, how, how, how can I be all in on this thing? How can I join with my local church body to move in the same direction to accomplish the common vision, the common goal. Praise God. So let's just take a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for those who are here today. I pray for those who are who are watching online, those that maybe they haven't made a commitment to come to Word of Life yet. Maybe they're just watching online and trying and and, and trying to decide, well, should I go, should I not go? Uh those that maybe they have been a part of Word of Life, but but they've kind of backed away in their pursuit of uh, of the things of God, their pursuit of uh, of of what we're endeavoring to accomplish around here. Maybe they're still watching me online. If you're watching me online, you fit into any of those categories. I'm I'm going to ask you a fourth thing. I'm going to ask you to come and get plugged in. If you're in the area and, and you live in this area and, and you've been a part, I'm asking you to come back. Right now, I'm, I'm pleading with you. I'm asking you to come back and get plugged in and be a part of what is going on at Word of Life. Praise God. Praise God. Maybe you haven't been real committed. I'm asking you to get real committed. Praise God. Praise God. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you just open up our understanding to know what things need to be changed in our lives, Father, to, uh, to cause us individually and as a church to achieve things that you have set before us, the goals that you have set before us, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, some of you right now, God's opening up your understanding and he's, he's, he's showing you some things and some of you need to be making some commitments right now to the Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, there's some of you Maybe in this room, maybe watching online. But in any case, there are some of you that need to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Right now, I want to lead you in a prayer. And if you have never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you will pray this prayer with me and you believe what you're saying, then according to God's word, you will be saved. Let's all just pray this together right now. Say, God in heaven. I thank you for sending your son Jesus to 
die on a cross for me. And he paid for my sins. And you raised him from the dead so that I could have new life. Today I choose Jesus. And I put my trust in what he paid. That it was enough. That nothing else is needed but what Jesus did for me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, for paying for my sin. I receive you as my Savior right now. Jesus, begin to show me how to follow you. there that, that, uh, that you can uh, that you can click on a, on, on a button that says I choose Jesus when you when you click on that you're on our, our website or on our app click on that then it will take you to a place where you can download my little mini book called I choose Jesus you can download that online either iBooks or Just say right now, say, I receive my healing. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my body. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you, and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website, and we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus, and I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us, and remember that God is madly in love.